Here's the Health Minister, Jenny Makakos, uh, earlier today, just saying, look, yes, we're in the middle of something really drastic and unpleasant. That doesn't mean you shouldn't go to hospital. The month of August is typically a very, very busy month for our emergency departments. They're usually in the peak of the flu season. It's clear that people are deferring important medical care for very serious conditions. Uh, Dr Mark Patlin joins us. He is the Director of Emergency Medicine at the Royal Melbourne Hospital. Doctor, good afternoon. Good day, Rev. Uh, is it noticeable? Not as many people turning up? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this place was uh, full to the brim and overflowing this time last year and it's been getting busier every year. Um, we've, we're down about 40% on our usual presentations at the moment. Um, and, and look, it's a, t- it's a two-sided a two-edged sword, I suppose, We're, with the added difficulties of COVID and all the infection control work we need to do and all the precautions we're taking, we we can do with the respite. Um, it gives us the capacity and a bit of breathing space to actually do everything a bit more slowly, a bit more carefully than we would normally do. Um, but at the same time, we're worried that there are going to be people not coming to hospital who should come to hospital, as you described. Um, in the lead-up to this, there's a real risk that people are staying away with treatable conditions and, and, and I mean our whole business of emergency medicine is founded on the idea really that there are things that that need to be treated right now and if we treat them right now they're um, they, they don't need to be a catastrophe but if you leave them too long they will be. Why do you think people aren't turning up? There's a mixture of things. I mean a lot. Some of it is um, the fact that disease process, you know, disease spectrums have changed this year. There's there's nobody driving to work um, or driving around. There's a lot less road trauma therefore less pedestrians being knocked over, less uh, less workplace accidents. So there's a lot less trauma. That's that's understandable. Um, there, there's no influenza because we didn't bring any in from overseas and because we haven't spread any around um, because of our social distancing. So there's absolutely none. And that would normally be a massive amount of our workload this time of year. So they, that's fine. That's big, big good things to see. Um, however, uh, there's definitely people staying away for fear of coming to hospital. Um, some of them, uh, you know, there are people who don't want to be a burden on the system at a time when crisis or people who worry about other people's welfare, and that's that's fantastic, but you do sometimes need to get people to worry a little bit about themselves too. And then there's um, and there's people who are just plain fearful, which they which they really needn't be now. Well, my uh, every, uh, every, every day I listen to the press conference or I go to the press conference, I hear about healthcare workers with the virus. Um, Reassure me that I don't have anything to worry about if I turn up at the Melbourne, at Royal Melbourne's emergency department. For sure. Look, I mean, going anywhere other than your own home when you don't need to at the moment is not encouraged. So there's a good sense in staying isolated if you can avoid going out um, and coming to the hospitals the same as anywhere else. The healthcare workers who... We've learned a lot about this virus transmission over the time that's been going on, and the people who've been getting it on the whole, have not been the ones we expected. We've, we've really seen a big toll on our um, nurses working in aged care wards um, uh, because that's where the, a lot of the patients have been. Um, and what we've found is that when we've, we've had the patients all together in one place, we've found people who weren't particularly doing invasive procedures or, or the sort of procedures that we might have suspected would generate more risk, but just being concentrated in those areas put those staff more at risk. So that, that's been a big learning for us and we've put a massive amount of work in the last couple of months into addressing that. But that's then not something, that's not a risk that is attached to every single person who comes to the hospital. In fact, if you come to the hospital, what you'll find is that you'll be much more separated from other 
patients in your way before we're working very hard to keep what, does, it, what does that look like mark because that that would yeah. be i'm imagining that's what keeps people away I, i'm going to be queuing up next to someone who's got the virus or yep. fears they've got the virus what does it look like when i approach the apartment and i come in and how is it different to normal so we're trying to get people out of our waiting rooms as quickly as we can we've separated out a waiting space for patients who um screen as a possible COVID with the cough, fever, those sort of symptoms, all who say they've got a contact with someone. So they're separated, waiting away from other patients. And in fact, we try and get those patients into cubicles as quickly as we can. We're in a good position with the Melbourne of being able to separate our department into, into two halves. And they're two completely separate halves with separate ventilation systems and uh, walled off from one another. So one half's another. So one half's doing patients who screen out on the, on the screening questionnaire and, and uh, one is for the patients who could possibly have the disease. Um, and so those who screen out who haven't got contact with a COVID case and who don't have any symptoms um, all go into a separate space altogether. But even those who go into the into the other space, into, the, into what we call the red zone, uh, we know that 99% of those people still aren't going to have COVID. So we, we actually keep those people all separate from each other um, much more so than we have done before. So um, we're keeping doors closed. We're trying to keep traffic flow working so that we don't have people crossing paths and corridors as much as they used to. Um, where it sounds pretty wild, actually. It sounds like you. <laughs> we put a lot of work into it. I mean, there was has been an, it's been an exhausting year, which we've learned a hell of a lot about um, managing virus transmission. Um, but there has been a lot of work going into this across the health system. Uh, Dr. Mark Putland's the head of emergency at the Royal Melbourne here in the centre of Melbourne. Thirteen hundred triple two seven seven four. I, I want to hear from you. I know different people got different situations going on. I'll come to that. Mark, before I let you go, uh, one of my close family works in uh, emergency at the children's. The exhaustion of wearing all that gear, of being dehydrated because you can't really take a drink uh, and having all the gear rub all the skin off around your ears. I don't know if you're clinical. I'm assuming you are. How are the staff just finding the physical nature of all the PPE? It is exhausting um, and it's... Uh, look, you, you, we're, we're peering through a, a sort of a, a, a murky um, face shield uh, all the time, so straining your eyes, you're listening extra hard because you, everybody's muffled because um, their faces are covered with masks, and then you're talking extra loud to be heard, uh, and you're hot and sweaty. Uh, and it's it's funny, it, it, you start your day and think, oh, this isn't too bad, but by the end of the shift, it is absolutely exhausting. Um, we're, pay, look, we're paying extra attention to making sure people take breaks. That's one of the making sure people take breaks. That's one of the things we've not been good at. In emergency departments, people would often work, yes. you know, come in late in the morning and then have their lunch at four o'clock in the afternoon uh, when the when the evening shift guys turn up. And we're just really finding that that's not really a sustainable way to do things. Probably never was, to be honest. Um, have you got a so new break room so that people can be separate while they're breaking? We've 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 taken over a lot of our education space. All our education has now gone online, so we've donated all that to the tea room. Basically, we've got this giant eating space. People sit on the floor and sit on anything they can sit on, spread themselves out all over the place now to get away from each other. Uh, thanks for your work, Mark. Thanks for your time as well. Pleasure, Ralph. Thanks for having me. Dr. Mark Putland is the Head of Emergency at the Royal Melbourne.